Welcome to the Afterbuzz Podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Ativier, and we have another co-host today. No Jack Barks, but we have Andrew Dill. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing good, Sam. How are you doing today? Oh, it's a lovely day in Boulder today. It was 68 and sunny, so that's good. Uh, So the NBA draft is starting on Wednesday. We're recording on Monday. The, the NBA also had their trade or their moratorium lifted, and that was today mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. So there's a lot happening, a lot yet to happen. So this could end up being a futile exercise because we just we don't know exactly what the team needs will be, who will have what picks. And like like the Warriors, for instance, have the second pick, and we have no idea if they're going to keep it or not. No clue. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep it simple. So we're not going to have fake trades. We're not going to have trade downs, trade ups, whatever. We're just going to go pick by pick and do a mock draft. We have some, we're going to go one to 30. We have some second round sleepers, who we really like, who we really don't like. All that is going to be like later on. Andrew, do you have any thoughts on this draft that we've apparently overanalyzed for months? Uh, just, I think the biggest thing that I would say is just that one through three spot. It's going to be really interesting, I think. I mean, you can go so many ways with pick one and three. And two, two I think we're kind of set on, honestly. But we'll, we'll dive into that, too. Yeah, I think what I, I've probably listened to too many, like, mock draft podcasts. But one thing I've been gathering is that nobody really wants the pressure of having one of these top three picks. There's probably only one of these guys, James Wiseman, who is, like, a surefire, will be a good player. But there's so much risk with these top three guys. And there's not – like, they're not as talented as usual top three picks are. But they have just as much risk. And so it's just a little sketchy. Like, you'd almost the potential rather potential is there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if, like, there's, like, Hall of Fame potential for these guys. Like, there is every year. Like, there's no Anthony right. Davis. There's no Zion. Surefire, yeah. It's just a bunch of, like, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker type players which is yeah. kind of tricky. Like, you'd almost rather wait to draft. Yeah, go right. ahead. I think that's kind of, what's, kind of what's making it hard to even mock is just there's so many pieces. There's so many guys that are in the same kind of ballpark when it comes to, like, this is where they're at right now. What can they be when they move forward? So it's just, it's just a lot of moving pieces and a lot of unsure, like, unsure where to put these guys, you know, uncertainty. Yeah, and I feel like, like, you can break down drafts into tiers a lot of times, but if you look at like picks like 15 to 35, it's basically all the same tier. Like all these players are pretty much as good as each other. It just depends right. on what you prefer and what you need. Exactly. Cause that's the problem. I mean, if you go look at different mock drafts, you can go from an ESPN mock draft, which is kind of more of a basic mock draft if you look at that one. But if uh-huh. there's other ones, like the one that you showed me earlier, man, that, that really threw a loophole in there. Like if you look at Yahoo, you look at Bleacher Report, you look at the ringer, it's all different. There's there's guys that aren't even in some of these first rounds that move probably to the middle of the second round. So it's definitely eye-opening to say the least. Yeah, I, I wrote an article not too long ago 
long ago about how much I hate the NBA draft process now. I've, I always love draft <laughs> stuff. but I, I remember you bringing that up too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but the only person I trust, because everybody's full of shit, the only person I trust is Sam Vecini at The Athletic. And so yep. like he's literally the only reason I subscribed to that website. <laughs> it was an eye-opening one, honestly. Like That one threw me for a loop. I mean, there's a lot of – he had some good reasoning behind it too, so. Oh, yeah, I looked at his last year's mock draft too, and his, like, his, like, top, like, 20 picks, everybody was with one spot of where they ended up going. That's crazy. He's super plugged in. All he does is scout, like, and talk to teams. It's crazy. Um, but <laughs> So, you are the guest. You have the first pick. You have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. So at one, this is one of those ones where I think you can either slide one of these guys at one or one of them at three. So I think the consensus, I think the Wolves will take LaMelo. I just don't, I'm not sure of what the fit will be right away just because they have D'Angelo Russell at point. Um, I'm assuming they'll have um, Malik Beasley at shooting guard. I don't know what's going on with him lately, but Anthony Uh, Edwards could I don't know exactly what's going on with Malik Beasley. I haven't even looked. I would just say, I would just say Malik Beasley is not good enough to alter your top pick concern. Oh no, absolutely not. I just assumed. I I think he's a restricted free agent. No, he's a free. Yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a. Yeah, he's a free agent. Uh, they're probably going to yeah. bring him back because they traded with the Nuggets to get him, and it, they pretty much telegraphed that they were going to re-sign him. Yeah. I know he's been getting in trouble with the law here the last yeah, what, he did, three months. So, he did get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what what do you like with Lamella Ball? He's just a playmaker. I mean, here's the thing. I I think whoever takes him, obviously, I have him going to the Wolves in this point. But the hope is you get a playmaker out of this guy, and if he can tune that jump shot, that's going to be huge. I still think he's a better shooter than um, his brother Lonzo. Yeah, like yeah, they're the one. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. So, like, the one thing is their shooting mechanics. I mean, Lamelo's has been kind of janky his whole high school and even, I guess, his whole high school career, I should say. It's got a little better, but just the mechanics are a little wonky. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, too. Like, there, there are definitely shooting concerns. And I, I was going to say that the, the Ball brothers are completely different players with, like, how they move, how – like, even how big they are. Like, LaMelo, I think, can coexist with another guard, mostly because he's six foot seven. Like, right. he, you know, you can surround. It's not a bad thing to have multiple point guard types on the floor. As oh, long absolutely. as they have, as long as they can defend, put as many ball handlers on the floor as you can. You're not going to, you're not going to regret it. It's just, he, he's been an awful defender his whole career, but I also think that's right. part of the situation. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, the biggest knock on him has always been his defense. Can he stay in front of these guys? And if you watch tape from whether it's high school or when he went to Spire or when he went overseas to play. Lithuania? (laughs) Oh, God. That was was just a circus in itself. (laughs) But when he went over, what what league was that that he played in? Uh, The the Lithuanian league. I don't know. Wait, oh, the last one? He went went to Australia. He was in the yeah, yeah. NBL. He played on the Illawarra Hawks. NBL. I don't know why I kept forgetting that. I always knew he played for the Hawks, but 
just there's just clips of him just letting people blow by him and I think that's kind of what's been preset into his mind from his high school days is like okay I'll let these guys get by me I got I got Jello I got Lonzo I got Big O down low to get that so I mean he's he's been set his whole high school career and once he gets up to this spot I mean he's gonna have to learn how to defend so that's gonna be the interesting project that whoever drafts him is going to have the task to do i think if you had to teach someone how to defend versus if you had to teach someone how to have a genius like passing iq you'd rather teach someone to defend um all right i have the golden state warriors so i think that they're going to trade this pick or they're going to trade down but we're not allowing Mm -hmm. that so i'm just going to go with james wiseman the center from memphis because he is to me like he might be better than Lamella Ball. He just plays a less important position. He's also, yeah. because he's so big, so long, and plays with such a high motor, he's going to be a good NBA player. It's just whether or not he's going to command the salary and the like the second pick status that he's going to get. So I don't know if he's going to be a star, but he's going to be good. I can trust that. Yeah. Um I mean, the biggest thing is we didn't get to watch him too much at Memphis, obviously, because of the scandal. But I know the the three the three games that he played in, he was averaging almost twenty and ten. So I mean, the I guess I would say he's probably one of the top prospects that we've seen at the center position. While I mean, a name that comes to mind is Embiid. I don't know if he's going to be as dominant as Embiid, but he's pretty close. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because Wiseman does have Defensive Player of the Year upside if he really mm-hmm. figures it out mentally. It will take him a little bit of time to develop, but that is something to watch out for. Also with Wiseman on the Warriors' offense, imagine how many easy points he would get just diving to the rim, cleaning up right. the offensive glass. He would, he would easily get 16 and 12, I think, his rookie year. Yeah, I mean the Warriors haven't even played with like a legitimate center and who knows how long. I mean, they're since Andrew uh, Bogut stopped being good. Andrew, that's what I was going to bring up Andrew Bogut. Even <laughs> then he was kind of on the tail end of, cause he like broke his leg or whatever before. Oh, he broke his too, arm. So. Yeah. Oh, arm. Yeah. I know well, he, he also broke his leg. leg. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He was an all-star before he's... he broke his arm. Oh yeah. He was, he was something else too. He was a force on the bucks. So <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors, man, if they get a center, I mean, he's going to be – I think he'll be a decent player for them too. So, you got two of two of the best shooters in the league. Mm-hmm. And I know they do have, like, a trade exception that they need to use by, God, what was it, the 20th? The 23rd, like yeah. They, 23rd? Yeah, yeah. So, they have the Andre Iguodala trade exception that's burning a hole in their pocket because it's, like, it's free money for them to trade into. So, if they right. trade the second pick and that exception, they can get a really good player back. It's right. just whether so or not they want that. God, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, so I have no idea what they're going to do. I want them to trade back. Like if they traded back with the Hornets, or, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. you get something good. That, that, that could be good. All right, you're up. All right, so the Hornets at three. You got to go with Anthony Edwards. I mean, that's kind of kind of one of the – I wouldn't say like – these guys are going to be superstars or anything like that, but he's going to be like one of the surefire guys to take in that top five area, I would say too. We've seen comparisons with like D Wade, stuff like that. I mean, I know D Wade even commented on that himself too, but he played pretty well at Georgia. I know he had some ups and downs there too. I didn't get to really watch too much 
of Georgia because they were always on at weird times too. But that's that's the consensus guy I would say at three. I don't I don't really like his player type to be honest. I see him more Dion Waiters than Dwayne Wade. Dion his shot Waiters, selection Paul. is so bad. <laughs> like this dude's obviously yeah. yeah, he's obviously an elite athlete, but he takes a oh, lot yeah, of sure. bad shots. He doesn't help his team win at all. I don't think he's been on like a real winning team his whole like real NBA like his real playing career. Like even in high school on the AAU circuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know he was on one of those uh, ESPN segments. I can't remember who the guy was. I, I always forget. I've seen it so many times now, but it's just pretty much him breaking down film with him, asking him what he needs to work on better, all that stuff. And I think defense was kind of one of his number one priorities too. It's all about effort pretty much with him, it sounds like. So Yeah, I also not good I when also... you have to teach effort. I don't like – like, his offensive play style to me, it just seems very Anthony Edwards-centric and doesn't involve his teammates. He's not a very good playmaker. Takes a lot of bad mm-hmm. shots. Like, I just don't – I don't like that player type, even if he can get 20 points a game, like, easily. Uh-huh. I just yeah. I just feel like it's not valuable to winning, and therefore, like, if someone's not going to contribute to winning, even if they're a good player, I don't – I don't really want that. I'd rather a role player type. Right. I think with the Hornets, I think they they would love to take him there too. It just all depends on his playmaking because, I mean, you have P.J. Washington, you have Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges, so it's a really young team. I feel yeah. like if the, the Hornets had an opportunity, I think they'd want to take Wiseman if he fell there. But I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean – the Hornets want Wiseman so badly. They are thirsting over him famously. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're considering trading up for the first pick to get Wiseman because he yeah. fits their immediate needs so badly. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they, could also, they could also go for, like, Onyeka Okongwu right. if they don't want Edwards. But I think also, like, Edwards is fine. He's probably the most talented player left, and they just need some talent. Yeah, I, I don't mean, like that's, him, that's the first thing Charlotte needs to go with. I mean, their drafting hasn't been too stellar. I always think back to the Malik Monk draft. I think they took him at, what, eight? Something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, I think that was more of a Malik Monk problem. That was more of a... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are, are you okay with the Anthony Edwards trade? Like, or pick? You Are you on Team Edwards? I'm in between. It's one of those things I didn't get to watch him much, too. I mean, you could say the same about Wiseman, but Wiseman was really dominant in those three games that he played. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, confident with Edwards going there at three, though. I think, I, think it also, I think he'll turn into a decent player. just depends on what he puts into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm good with that. If he commits himself to being a good player, he can be a good player. I'll take it. <laughs> That's the attitude. All right, I have the the Bulls pick at number four, and Ooh, I'm interested to hear this. So I'll have a caveat. I used to read The Ringer all the time. I was the biggest Grantland reader you could find on the world. I would read, try to, I would try to read every article Grantland posted. However, mm-hmm. I fucking hate The Ringer, and I hate its NBA coverage more than anything. <laughs> and I have been looking at these mock drafts, just getting infuriated just because right. of how bad their mock drafts, how bad their big boards are. However, 
I know I criticized taking Denny Adiga uh, at fourth overall, but I think the Bulls yeah. are going to do it. <laughs> yep. I mean, is, yeah, they don't have they any have, good wings. They have the Nuggets. Uh, I wouldn't say, I think he was their GM. Yeah. Or like, whatever. Just came with them at the end of the season, too. So it's kind of in that background for them to take him. Yeah, so that's Arturis Karnasovas. Yep. Yeah, so Arturis Karnasovas is now running the Bulls, and he like pretty much built the Nuggets around taking European prospects and turning them into really good players. So they're like super connected in Europe. And if anybody has a feel for Avdia, it would be him. I I like Avdia as a player. I really like like the the three four combo forward who can put the ball on the floor, shoot a little bit, play a little bit of defense. Like, it makes sense to me, like, just having a versatile playmaking big. I thought that part of the appeal would be to have him be a primary facilitator, and I hated that idea because I don't think he's good enough as a passer or dribbler. But to have mm-hmm. him as, like, a secondary player who can do a bunch of stuff, I really do like that. And so yeah. – I don't know about the fit on the Bulls. I think it's it's a need-based fit because they have uh, – I mean, they have, like, Otto Porter and Thad Young. But they those guys don't really move the needle much. And they need to be yeah. surrounding Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter with better players. Yeah, because got, they got Kobe, Kobe White at the, the one, Levine, two. And you add him at the three. And I guess I, who, who would you – would you start him right away? Hmm? Would you start Avija right away? Um, no. I would be starting Otto Porter over. Well, it depends on what the Bulls want to do. Because right. the Bulls have uh, – they had Jim Boylan for a while. And that no, was two no, wasted that was years. Yeah, two wasted years. So, I, I also want them to trade Wendell Carter. Not, be, not because it would be good for the Bulls, but because it would be good for Wendell Carter. And I love Wendell yeah. Carter. Yeah, just not really the team to fit his kind of role. But I also had a VJ at four there too. So okay, so you're um, waiting on that. Yeah, no, I I was expecting that honestly, but Luca Light. <laughs> Luca Light? No, that's a terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, that's funny. That's all I, I see on these mock drafts. I I this is why I hate. NBA mock draft, the, the whole industry. It's so reactionary <laughs> to whatever's popular at the time. Why are we okay, trying to easy. find why are we trying to find the next Bam Adebayo? The Bam yeah, Adebayo is so hard to find in the first place. Fine, you can go get Okongwu, but don't draft him to be a Bam Adebayo. Draft him to be a Nyeka Okongwu. Right. It's always comparisons. It's already it's always saying, hey, I don't. I don't even know. None. None of these players are going to be one of those guys. Where you're like, oh, this is LeBron James, or. But you could say that with like Zion last year. Always oh, LeBron. Not even close. But go on. <laughs> his, uh, I I still remember Deshaun Stevenson getting his player comparison to Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, God! How long ago was that? Was that like oh eight? Oh, I think. When was so. that? That's that NBA so champion. NBA champion Deshaun Stevenson. Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. It's all you at number five. All right. Number five. I think this is kind of a no-brainer, too. Cavs taking Obi Toppin. 
Oof. We, we got this. Oof. I don't Oof. want him to go there. I know. My buddy's a big Cavs fan, too, so kind of sucks. But we got to, oh, we got no. to see him. No, yeah. good for the Cavs. Bad for Obi Toppin. Oh, what? I, I don't explain I, yourself. The Cavs are a hopeless, hopeless team, bro. Oh yeah, I know. I Trust I me, want I him to go somewhere. almost every other night. <laughs> That's so sad. How's I Darius know. Garland doing these days? Oh good lord! I don't know what they were thinking with that pick, but who knows? They took they took a shot on him. He played what two games and then broke his foot or something. Yeah, Was we have another Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty sure. So, so why will be topping here? Just makes the most sense because I mean they got those two guards. You got Garland. You got Sexton. They need a small forward slash power forward kind of guy. Because who knows? I know Drummond's going to be on next year for sure. If they're not picking that guy back up, is Kevin Tristan Love Thompson? Too. Kevin Love too. He might get traded. We never know. Yeah. And then Tristan Thompson. He's probably going to be on as well. So I'm not yeah, saying like Obi Toppin's gonna play the same position as those guys, but he can slide between power forward, small forward. I don't know if so much small forward. Yeah, I don't he think he's that, really a small forward. Yeah, he can play that kind of four ball for those guys too. So they got Larry Nance there right now, I believe. So yeah, it's I just the most. There, there most definitely sense. is a there is a log jam at the front court because I mean oh, like. It's, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because these this isn't a good team and those aren't really that good of players. But right. it it is a little bit of a concern. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, team, I, they just don't they don't have a score. I mean, you have Sexton. Oh, that's that's about it. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> like calling Sexton, but that's okay. I I do like <laughs> Obi Toppin in like a really pick and roll heavy offense. And yeah. Darius Garland, which they aren't. It, yeah, well, Darius Garland is a is he 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 was known for his pull up shooting ability, and I think they envisioned him as a pick and roll kind of creator. Yeah, I can't really say anything bad about Darius Garland because when I went down to Denver in January, they played the Cavs one of the nights, and he dropped I think what was his career high twenty points. So oh, I, I didn't. That see was it. awful, and we lost that game. <laughs> oh yeah, I I want to say. Oh, I didn't really see much of it. I was not sober, which was good, <laughs> or else that would have been a rough night. My buddy was with. He's a Cavs fan, so no bueno. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So you just picked Obi Toppin. I'm the Hawks. I have the fifth pick, and I'm going to go take Tyrese Halliburton, the I'm guard. From... Halliburton at six. Yeah. Wait, you were going to take right. Halliburton at six. Yep, absolutely. Damn. Oh, well, I got him out from under you. So, Halliburton <laughs> is a combo guard. He's a very good, like, three-point shooter, but his his shot mechanics are really funky. Yep. He is a really good team defender, a really good, like, just team player in general, makes winning plays, moves the ball really well. Uh, but he's not going to be a primary scorer. He's not going to get to the rim. He's mostly a complementary player. Right, and I I think that that would work well with the Hawks because you don't need a primary scorer if you have Trey Young and John Collins on your team. You need somebody right. who can fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think 
if you play him, I mean, you can kind of slide him between the one and the two. He's six five. He's almost like Spencer Dinwiddie length. So it's one of those things where you can have Trey Young playing with the ball, or you can always spot him and have Tyrese playing with the ball right away too. So interesting yeah. dynamic there. I never really thought of that before. Thinking about Halliburton probably about what six months ago, back in March. <laughs> I know he broke his broke his wrist. So he yeah. was out for a while too. So but he was he was one of those intriguing prospects. I always saw him on the two K mock drafts early in the year and I'm just like, who the hell is this guy? But he made a name for oh, yeah. himself too. So he could have been a first round pick last year actually. He was like an yeah. advanced stats darling. Uh but mm-hmm. yeah, he also you said he's six five, but more importantly he has like a six eleven wingspan, which is just yep. crazy. And yeah, I think on the Hawks he would solve their issue of having needing a combo guard next to Trey Young and having a backup point guard, which he can do. So right. that, that, that would be doubly positive there. I think that'd be I the like, perfect I, fit for the Hawks. Yeah. I like Kevin, Kevin Huerta, but I don't think he's a starting guard. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having Kevin Herter on your bench. Oh, hell no. Good three point. Or, or even playing the three. Yeah. Okay. The question is what Cam Reddish. He had a rough oh. rookie year. Well, I mean, he, he got better the last few months of the season. I think he's trending he upward. Did. I also I have no reading on camera. So I have no idea if he's going to be good or not. <laughs> it's so hard. It is so hard to, to read that guy. Oh, I mean, man. there's times at Duke where he would just slide it off, and then you've seen the NBA where he's like barely even – I don't even know what he was averaging. but Like eight points. That's, for another, that's for another day. <laughs> yeah, I think – I think the issue there with like like a Cam Reddish type is that these players are so young. Like we're not drafting twenty two year olds. Like these are not finished products. You cannot look at a player and say this is who he's going to be at the next level. They're going to keep getting better until they're like twenty eight, and mm-hmm. you just you have no idea what the makeup of these players is. Some of these guys are just right. going to stagnate. We just we just don't know. Yeah, there was a there was a player I was going to bring up today too. I completely forgot. It was one of those ones where. He wasn't so good for the first couple of years, and then everyone started giving up. Then he's turned into something. I just can't, can't remember what his name is. Oh man, that's I'll that's have to think everywhere. about it. That's like I Tobias know. Harris. <laughs> like Tobias Harris got better every single year. Yep, Tobias Harris Until... is always so good on college hoops, though. He's always a yeah. good player on there. He's always like a t- ninety-five overall on college hoops. Yeah, college hoops two K eight. Sick. With Greg Godin on the, the cover? downloaded Ross. Yeah. Oh, that was my Hell favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Then you, okay. then you jump into, what was it, NCAA Basketball 09 with Blake Griffin on there, and that game was just terrible. But the recruiting was fun. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember playing with Kevin Durant. <laughs> that, was the, that was the fun time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whichever game it was. All right. Uh, <laughs> whose pick is it? Your pick with the seventh uh, pick. You're the seventh Detroit pick to the Pistons. So I kind of fall fell along with the bandwagon of Patrick Williams here for the Pistons oh. at the seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, this is this is one of those guys where they just they rave about his frame and all that stuff too. And fit wise, I think it would make sense. The the biggest question with the Pistons, they have a lot of question marks. So I don't I can't remember. Rose is Rose a free agent? Uh I don't know. I don't think it matters. I'd have to I, it doesn't really matter, but they don't have a sure guy anywhere besides Christian Wood. So, like, point guard, shooting guard. Well, I mean, Christian, Christian Wood, Wood. Christian Wood's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, wasn't he restricted? 
Uh, no, he's unrestricted because he was mm. waived by three other teams before this. He's definitely yeah, he not is. staying. He should not oh. stay. I don't know Hell why no. he would. So this would make sense. Because I guess Pat Williams could pretty much play small forward, power forward. I think in that sense too. I think the only player that the Pistons really have that they want to keep is Sekou Dumboya. Dumboya, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah, he's the wing from France who they picked in the top ten last year. And mm-hmm. he, he's similar to Patrick Williams in that he's a very physical, very big wing who doesn't really do anything at this moment. But Yo, it's, it's Patrick all about Williams. Points. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say Patrick all Williams you. has a lot of uh has a lot of Kawhi type of energy yeah. that a lot of people are tapping into because like he's so sturdy, he's so strong, and he's only like eighteen years old. And I think yeah. that his shot looks fine. It's just they need to get it to be in a good place. I don't think yeah. that he can I don't think there's ever gonna be another Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. But I, I get the hype, but I think he could become a pretty good player. I just don't know how to feel personally about Patrick Williams. Yeah, I know. I know they rave about his defense, his IQ, all that stuff too for a wing. So I mean, it's a good start. I think Dumboya is kind of the same way, same kind of instinct players too. So Dumboya, if he develops a shot, I mean, he's only like nineteen as well. So eighteen or nineteen, pretty sure. Nineteen. Yeah, the Pistons have Pistons have absolutely nothing. So. It God, is important. They are. That's. It's just funny that they're at seven. <laughs> yeah, they. They always feel bad for them. They always pick between seven and twelve nowadays. You know, what they take? I know they took Luke Kennard at what twelve a couple years ago or thirteen somewhere in that range. They they took him eleven right before Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? Well, I know you I get know the same res- responses from. Being a Nuggets fan, it's just like, why didn't the Nuggets take Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, they traded Donovan Mitchell traded for the... Trey Lyles in number 24. <laughs> yep. And do, do you remember who 24 turned out to be? For the Nuggets? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tyler Lydon? Yeah, he fucking sucked. <laughs> Gross. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely well, you know, terrible. They, they thought that OG Anunobi was going to fall to them. They but, did, and, and that would have been a perfect fit for them, too. Yeah, but the Raptors picked him at 23 because Masai Ujiri knows what's going damn on. Damn Raptors, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ujiri right. screwing the Nuggets over. <laughs> Good for him. Okay, I have yeah. the uh, I have the Knicks pick at number eight. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think I know where you're going here, too. I don't even know what I'm going. I'm actually stalling because I'm not really sure which player to pick. <laughs> so the oh, the boy. most the most Knicks pick possible would be Cole <laughs> Anthony, but I'm not going there. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Killian Hayes. The oh guard. my god, you hit it right on the nose. I hit you it. Hit it right on the nose. Yep. I like Killian wow. Hayes. I do too, but I just think it's the most Knicks pick ever. Oh, okay. So he's a French guard, just like Frank Tilakina. Yep. He is actually like really good. Like he's really skilled. He's a lefty guard. He has a, a lot of tricks in his bag, like a lot of creative finishes, some step backs. He's a good distributor, and he really gets to the rim. the The issue I think is that people don't know about his long range shooting ability. 
mm-hmm. and they don't know like how much upside he has. So he right. could be like the 20th best point guard in the NBA, but he's not going to be better than that. Is that worth building around? I don't know. But if you're the Knicks and you haven't had a true point guard in what, like since Jeremy Lin, you probably need that. <laughs> since Jeremy Lin. Ouch. Lin I mean, Sanity, who, 2011. Who, was there any point guard better since then? Oh, God, probably not. That's that's why it's so funny. I can't even think of a next point guard even before that right away. <laughs> I'm thinking of Raymond Felton and Chris Duhon. Oh my goodness! But not even worth talking about. Oh Chris my god! Duhon. They were running. Well, they had Jason Kidd. They were running Iman Shumpert at point guard. Oh my god! <laughs> Can I tell you who they had since since Jeremy Lin? Oh boy. Okay, okay. So, washed up Jason Kidd. J. Kidd right after that, yep. That was 2012? Yep. Iman Shumpert playing point guard. Raymond Felton. Pablo Prigioni. Oh, Pablo Prigioni. Let's go. (laughs) Jose Calderon. (laughs) Underrated. Raptors, Jose Calderon is really good. Oh, he was good for the Raptors, for sure. Shane Larkin. Langston Galloway, and then Jerry and Grant. And that's just the list from 2016. Uh, Langston Galloway, <laughs> and then you Detroit can... Piston. What? He's not a bad shooter, Langston Galloway. Yeah. And but... I only played point guard for him. He was okay in 2K, but nothing else. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I remember him from. I know. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why you're saying that. He was not a good actual player. No. Nah. Never really watched him, but 2K, different animal. I, my, point, my point guard last year on 2K9. No, I did make that point guard this year when the game first came out. My point guard was on the uh, Pistons, and Galloway was always open in the corner. So we have a connection. So who have we talked about at length on this pod so far? More so than any other draft picks. I think we talked about Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. man. Okay, okay, okay. Just random players. Just, Lights yeah, sorry. Gallery. We're already getting way too deep. Andrew Bogut on the second pick. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, I have picked Killian Hayes on the Knicks. Do you have any thoughts on this, or are we good? That's exactly who I picked, too. I mean, it's, 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 it's a Knicks pick. Let's just say that. Taking another France guard, a guy I'm, that we don't know too much about, but I think he I'm, has a little more upside than Frank Nietzsche, but... We'll yeah, I'm out. also I'm I'm a little I'm taking it I'm I'm t- a little taken aback at the French guard type of insult here. I, I'm a little partial to French players. <laughs> Dante Exum? Or no, he's Australian. I am Jesus. also very partial to Dante Exum. So oh, <laughs> I wish he could have been. Okay. You're the Wizards. <laughs> All right, I'm the Wizards here. Uh, nine pick. Definitely going on Yaka and Kongu here. I can't believe I had him sliding this far. I kind of wanted to have him go to the Pistons at seven because they're probably losing Blake Griffin pretty soon. That would have been a good slide-in role for him eventually, but I know he's going to start. But I just I like the fit of him with John Wall and Bradley Beal. I think that would be a nice fit. We got to see Nkongu play against the Buffs too. So, I mean, guy's an absolute beast. I mean, if you followed 
Ball is Life, all those kind of channels and watched LaMelo throughout high school. He was always on there too, not getting as much mention as LaMelo at the time, but as soon as he started getting a little bigger frame on him, he's been a beast ever since. He's got that motor. Yeah, I I really like Onyeka Kongwu. He's like, he's he's my third player on my board. I just didn't have him earlier because the teams that need him are the Hornets and Pistons. And it just, they have other needs besides just center. Yep. So it, it's good to see the Wizards get him because the Wizards are actually a fairly, like, competent team. They have John you Wall, Bradley Beal. You would say that if Beal. you watch them in the bubble, but sorry. To well, they didn't, they didn't have Bradley Beal. They didn't have Bradley Beal. <laughs> they didn't Beal. have anybody. They didn't yeah. have anybody. They didn't have Davis It was kind of like the Nets, too. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. And that's and the uh, Wizards. Good lord. Yeah. Well. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the the Wizards will have John Wall, Bradley Beal. They're gonna have Rui Hachimura, and they have like a huge hole at center. Well, it depends how you feel about Thomas Bryant, because Thomas Bryant's yeah. a pretty good offensive player, but he doesn't know what he's doing on defense. But Okongo is like a perfect like rim running type of center, who is really really good on defense because of yeah his motor his physicality and like he has a long wingspan for his size I I I just like him a lot I think he's gonna be good yeah he had to play a lot of defense in high school with Lamelo out there so (laughs) (laughs) that's a cheap shot he's used to it oof (laughs) but yeah I mean he's good yeah he's really good I yeah I I feel bad marooning him to the Wizards, but I, I think it, it, it would be a good basketball move. I think it's a good fit. Good fit. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's a good fit. I don't think the Wizards have any – honestly, I mean, there's going to be some guys like Neesmith, Vassal, Koro there, but I think Nkongu would be the best fit at that spot. That's that's a big need that they need too. Oh, yeah. If if Okongu gets to number nine – He falls there. Yeah, there's absolutely no way he gets past the Wizards. They are grabbing no. them up. They might even trade up. No reason. Him. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, if, I also... if yeah, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's one of those things because the Hawks, I think they have Capella for two more years. Two, I think it's two more years. Yeah, I don't Something. know. That would have been a good fit if they never trade for him last year. Yeah, well, they did so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a, a Congo turning into Capella would be a good outcome. Okay, I have the Suns at pick 10. The Suns are, I mean, they just traded for Chris Paul. So this is actually like a really good team. Uh, mm-hmm. They have Chris Paul. They have Devin Booker. Fantastic start. They have DeAndre Ayton, who is really coming around. And they don't really have played much. really well. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's really coming along. They don't really have any wings, especially now that they just traded Kelly Oubre. So I'm going to go with Isaac Okoro. Ooh. All right. Who, who did you think I was going to say? That threw me off a little bit. It, it's a good fit. Isaac Okoro is a good defensive player too. So I had Aaron Neesmith going there at 10. Oh, I don't think Neesmith's that good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So Okoro, oh, okay. <laughs> Okoro is like, a 3-4 combo forward who he's like 6'6", 220 pounds, and he's like just jacked. He's so strong and so athletic, mm-hmm. and it's just a monster on defense. For a dude that's what, only 19? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, the the thing about his offense is that like his jump shot is nowhere near it needs to be, and right. you could you could fill an entire book with players who needed a jump shot to become a like a quality NBA starter, but he right. he can be a really good player without shooting that well, and it's because like again his defense and he flashes some playmaking ability and he just like has a just a general like, really good basketball IQ. He's always yeah. like like making those winning plays. He doesn't miss when he's like getting to the rim. So I I like his chances. I don't know about his like shot again, but I think he's gonna be a good player and this would be a good fit for him. Also, I forgot to mention Mikal Bridges, who I love. He's on the Suns. Yeah, yeah. I always oh man, he was one of my two K guys too. Damn, I didn't really think about that when I had an Ace Neff going there, but oh yeah, just yeah. traded just traded Ubre like you mentioned so that freed up a spot there so yeah they also have yeah. like another like a few other forwards but they're not really worth mentioning like I don't want to get talk about Dario Saric here uh <laughs> all right fair enough, fair enough I am the Spurs so I already mentioned this to you earlier so I have Devin Vassell going here at 11 to the Spurs I just think it's a Spurs pick like, this guy's a 3 and D type player. Like, what more do the Spurs want? That's like, I just always think Bruce Bowen when I think of the Spurs. That's kind of, I wouldn't say Devin Bass is a Bruce Bowen, but that's just <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that. This dude has like a 6'10 wingspan, too. So yeah, I think, be... I, I, I like the, this fit. He, so, so he's a sophomore from Florida State. Yep. And, like, the player comparison I've heard for him is, like, Danny Green with probably a little bit more playmaking. Yep. And he, he's a he's a good shooter. He's probably not gonna be an elite shooter. His his release is pretty long, is a little like strange. There's also videos. Did you see the videos of his jumper? Yeah. Recently. I saw those. Oh man. Those funky mechanics. Funky. Yeah, so if that video is real and I don't think people know if it's real or not, I've heard some stuff that like he was just messing around. But if that's real, it kind of takes a dent in his value. But if it's not real, his jumper is still a little bit wonky. He's accurate, but he's not going to be able to, like, just launch quick threes like other three-point shooters. But, yeah, he is a good team defender. He he has a little bit of playmaking ability, stuff like that. Yeah. I just – the Spurs, they're kind of in a weird state right now. I wouldn't – I don't know if they're kind of – they're pretty much rebuilding, I would say. You have – Jonte Murray, you have Derek White. Shout out to you. That small, <laughs> small forward position, I don't even – I guess they have DeMar DeRozan, but he's kind of on the trade talks right now too. Yeah, LaMarcus um, Aldridge too. Oh, yeah. It's kind of one of those teams where I'm sure they're going to find suitors, if not soon, at the deadline. Because I don't see the Spurs contending at all this year. I mean, they made a, they made a push towards the end. But – it's just it's a young team, not a whole lot going for them right now. But I think that's a good pick for them right there. I also I want to say that like Patrick Williams would be like that's probably number one on the Spurs board is Patrick Williams, mm-hmm. and they might be a little hesitant to take a guard because the only three players for the future they really have right now are guards with Lonnie Walker, Derek White, and Dejounte Murray. Uh, yep. But, yeah, I, I like your Devin Vassell pick. I think it'd be a good fit. It just has Spurs written all over it, I'm telling you. I will say, though, that 
when I think of a Spurs player, I think of Manu Ginobili, and that Bruce Bowen is kind of like that's just insulting <laughs> basketball history that you don't think of their Hall of hey, Fame you know, players. Three and D, you think of Bruce Bowen. I get it. No, I think no of disrespect Ray- to Manu. I might. I actually just bought a Manu Ginobili jersey yesterday. I bought the new City Edition Spurs jersey. Dude, those Knock are off. flames. Knockoff version, of course, because I can't afford a hundred fifty dollars jersey. But those things are so, nice. Yeah, they're so nice. Derek White's gonna look really good in them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have, I'm the Kings. I was going to pick Devin Vassell with the Kings pick, but the best thing I can do other than that is Sadiq Bay, the small forward from Villanova. Man, and yeah, he's another You're gonna be surprised. What I have him fall, I have him falling a bit too. Oh, I mean, I can see why. He he's not he doesn't really do much on offense other than shoot. He's not really a good athlete. He mm-hmm. might he might not be a good defender to be honest. But I mean, he has been a good defender. He has played winning basketball, and I, he's a lights out shooter. I think that's first and foremost. The Kings could use a small forward who can like play. Because, uh, I mean, for reasons. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is the pick where I had a Coro going, too. So, I think it would have been a nice nice pick if he fell that far. We'll see. But the Kings, Kings are always in limbo. You never know what kind of direction they're going. Their two guys, Fox and Bagley, always seem to be hurt. Fox There's is no not way. hurt. How dare you? <laughs> he was hurt last year, wasn't he, for a little bit? Maybe for a, a few games, but everybody gets hurt for a few games. De'Aaron Fox is a little he, – he's so good. I, I love that guy. I like so De'Aaron much. Fox. I like De'Aaron Fox. Just Bagley's always hurt too. And then you have yes. Gile, or Harry Giles down there at the center position. He's been hurt his whole damn career too. So and I just don't know what where they're going with that team. That's the only problem. I think – What are they, what well, are they, they have, trying to build? They're trying – they they tried to build a weird – I don't really know. I think they tried to build around Fox, but they didn't realize Bagley was a five out of four. They have Rashawn yeah. Holmes at the five, so I, I like that. I like Buddy Holmes. Heald, yeah, he's good. Buddy Heald nice. and Bogdan Bogdanovich are good. One uh, of those. Well, didn't, didn't he just resign Bogdanovich, or is he a restricted? He's restricted, but he's like pretty likely to sign because they're probably going to match whatever they – have. They might oh, trade yeah. Buddy Heald. Yeah, that's the big thing that's been going around, which makes sense. But yeah, like like they have Harrison Barnes. Like this isn't a like a bad team. I think no. that they just need they just need a little bit more talent on the floor. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, need, okay. they need some more talent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're the you're the Pelicans. Who you got? So the Pelicans. This this pick was pretty much made on speculation that the Pelicans do, in fact, trade Drew Holiday. I have uh, Kira Lewis Jr. going right here at 13 to him. Because um, I know I know some of the mocks kind of had Killian Hayes going at that spot, too. But that, that was just pretty much a Knicks pick. I had to go with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Kira Lewis was a stud at Alabama. I liked his game. I yeah, I – I, this is my pick too for the Pelicans. I I really love Kira Lewis. I think he's one of the underrated prospects. I just not many players have been this productive this young. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's good. I watched a couple of their games last year, and I was impressed. That's all I needed to (laughs) – saw two games, and I was already, yep, this guy's good. (laughs) He's got some incredible speed. Yeah, and even if he's skinny, even if he's not a proven shooter, he's he's just a good player. And I think good players tend to be underrated in the draft. Versus oh, good yeah. prospects. Yeah. I All right. Let's pick. uh. So we're out of the lottery. Wait. How many? Oh, one, one more pick. pick. All right, and then we could probably speed it up a little bit. So, yeah. w- I'm the Celtics. I'm taking. Uh, Precious Achua, the Oof. power forward center from Memphis. I don't know how I feel about this pick. I'm just doing it because the Celtics have a lot of picks, and. Achua would kind yeah. of fill fill their need for like a big type of forward who can like I guess he, they have Robert Williams, but I, I like yeah. Achua as like a rim attacking, rim running type of player, but he also doesn't know what kind of player he wants to be. And if he thinks of himself more as a three point shooter than like a Clint Capella type, he needs to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely didn't have him go in there. I think this is where our picks are going to start getting <laughs> all over the place. I, I have a feeling that 15, 15 through 30 is going to be that way too. But at 14, what? I had uh, Cole Anthony go in there. Ooh, I just no, think like, that's not happening. Yeah. No yeah. way that happens. Yes, sir. You already know. I just think they need another <laughs> They need. They need another point guard. They need another guy that can kind of distribute. Because, I mean, once – Kimba Walker is what 30, 31, somewhere in that range. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need another guy to rely on. I don't think they're gonna be relying on God. What's his name? I was always so high. Brad Wanamaker. No, the other guy. He was a rookie last year. Oh, Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carson Edwards isn't really. He's not a true point guard. He's a he's a gunner. Um, but I I picked Achua uh because. The Celtics have two more first-round picks, and I doubt they make both of those picks. But they mm-hmm. do have a need at point guard, but they can solve that issue later. Yep. Because there's a ton of good point guards in this draft, and, like, somebody's going to fall. Like, if Devin Dotson goes to the second round, like, damn. Yeah. You could pick up in the second round. Yeah. Okay. So Moving we're out on. of the lottery now. Yes. So now you're the Orlando Magic. So Orlando Magic. So I know a lot of a lot of drafts had them taking a point guard, just because they. I think their starting point guard right now is DJ Augustine. Pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's Markel Fultz too. Fultz too, yeah. So I had I had them taking Maxi right here, Tyrese Maxi. God damn it! Another. <laughs> I think they need some more scoring on that team because they. I know Evan Fournier just opted into his. I think what it was seventeen mil, so he'll be there another year. I feel like Tyrese Maxey coming off that bench, giving him a scoring scoring boost would be a little because the Magic made the playoffs, didn't they? Uh-huh. Eight seed, eight seed. No, it was seven this year. God, that seems so long ago, but it wasn't. I think <laughs> it was a seven seed. It was the eight seed because they 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 caused issues for the Bucks. Oh yeah. Hmm. But yeah, Tyrese Maxey, I think that'd be a good fit for those guys. Yeah, I Tyrese Maxey is one of my favorite players in this draft. 
I was really hoping he'd fall a little bit further mm-hmm. so that I could gobble him up with one of my teams later. I just really <laughs> like his play style, which is just like, even if he can't really shoot, even if he's a little small, he's so good at like getting through tight spaces. And he's his in-between game, like his little floaters, little jumpers are so effective. And even if those shots aren't like as valuable as three-pointers, those are so hard to do. And it takes it takes players a long time to learn those moves. And you have yeah. to have a certain feel for the game. And those are so hard to defend. And they're just, like, my favorite shot to watch. Like, I love CJ McCollum. Like, I, I'm, I'm an Etwan Moore fan, too. And he really loved Ooh, doing those. Etwan Moore. Yeah, yeah. Shout another, out to Etwan Moore. Another good 2K player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I like Tyrese Max's game a lot. He's going to be a really good defender. Even, like, if he's undersized, he fights really hard. And if you care at all, Jack Barsh loves this guy. He thinks he's a gamer. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm the Blazers. This is my favorite team. This is who I root for. So I am going to get somebody that I don't really like, but who I think they're going to draft is RJ Hampton, the guard from – yeah, so he's, like, originally from, I think, Texas, like, Dallas area. And then he mm-hmm. went to the, the NBL and played for the New Zealand Breakers. Yeah. And he was mostly garbage for that year. He couldn't really shoot, couldn't really do anything, didn't play any defense. And he was on just a really bad team in a bad situation. And it should be worth saying that, like, those players in the NBL in Australia, they are just better players than college basketball. Like they're grown-ass oh, yeah, sure. men. They're, they're all physical. They play a different way. Like They're, they're just good players. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, RJ Hampton is very athletic, very talented, and he's been rehauling his jumper. That's kind of a, a weird thing with this draft is that there's been eight months since the season ended. So we don't really know how these athletes have been, what, what they've been working on in that time. Right. But Hampton has cleaned up his jumper, and it, it's still a work in progress. But, like, he's he's really notable for his uh, workman-like mentality, and I think that serves him really well. Yeah, him and LaMelo kind of set the trend to go elsewhere for college. I wouldn't say for college, but those two going over to the NBL, that kind of set the new wave for, like, the G League and stuff too. So. Oh, yeah, and there, there, are players, like, there are definitely players before that too. Who were doing that, yeah. like Emmanuel Moutier going to China. Right. It didn't really work out. You, know, you could even go back to Brandon Jennings. He really set, set Brandon up going Jennings, to Italy. Yep. Yeah. Man. If you paid me a fat million dollars to sit the bench in Italy, I'm going to take it. Oh, I'll take it. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a... God, I don't even know how to pronounce that center's name. Pokusevsky? Yeah. I had him going there to the Blazers. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you had them going to the Wolves. Oh, God, no. Okay, okay. Well, okay, Does, what, what's your pick? So, Wolves at 17, I got them taking Precious Achua. I think that would be a really good fit, having him well, play alongside Cat. I took Achua, though. Oh so, you, oh, so you want me to pick someone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is a collective mock draft. Mm. Mm. It's going to be like that. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that it hasn't been like that already. Hmm. 
that is interesting. Probably that, a two is more likely to go to the Timberwolves. Yeah, that's that's kind of a good fit. Because you had him, what, at? 14 to the Celtics. 14 to the Celtics. That's right. Man. But there, there still is – there still is a 3MD wing who would complement all these players nicely. If you want. Because <laughs> that, that kind of ruins my 19 pick now. Oh, my God. This is, why, this is why I didn't have a set mock draft. I just had, like, a little options because I didn't know who you were going to mm. pick. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a free-for-all at that point. Oh, no. Shoot. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I can find something here. Don't worry. So, so what do the Wolves need? The Wolves, I would say, because they have they have their their guard, their two guard. I guess if Melo's going to be there too, Melo will be spotting that one or that two somewhere in that range. He might come off the bench. Who knows? But obviously, they have their center and cat. They have Culver at the three. I know he's been in some trade talks. Yeah, because he kind of whether the the Wolves are going to do with that. But I think a four would be a forward would be something that they would need. I don't really want to jump the gun and say Zeke Naji at seventeen to the Wolves. Oh no! Don't do that! Don't do that! <laughs> that's that's not what I want to do. You could just I'm go just... for the most talented player. You could go for a home run swing. I'm trying to look at my board here. Damn, Achua really is what they need, though. Is they need a defensive yeah, center. That's... They need a defensive forward who can protect the rim and be out in the three-point line, which is mm-hmm. exactly what Chua is. You could reach for yeah. Jalen Smith. That's who I was just going to say. Jalen Smith right there, that would probably be the most logical. Let's say if Chua's already gone, I think Jalen Smith would be be that guy. That's something gonna, that they need. Do you want to trade down? Do I want to trade down? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> okay. <here>. I'll give <laughs> you <laughs> I'll, uh, since I know hmm, I will give you the Celtics pick after the Thunder, like what, the 27th pick and their second round pick to move up. Is that enough? Sure. Let's roll with it. <laughs> okay. And now with the Timberwolves, I'm going to pick Alexei Pokusevsky. Okay. So he is from Serbia. He is also like seven feet tall, about 190 pounds. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, he's very skinny, absurdly skinny. Yeah. Like, that's the one dude, thing they're worried about right now with him. Yeah. So. There's that. He's also not really a big man, so he's seven feet tall, but his game is entirely perimeter-oriented. Like, he's flying off screens, he's spotting up, and it's just all... It's all it's just all shooting and passing. And he can do that all, but he's... I don't know what, what, what's going to happen. He's probably the most risk-reward type player in this yep. draft. And I think that we get the Wolves, they can sign some veteran forwards, they could go take a shot. Yeah. I know it's another Serbian player. I mean, you can't go wrong with those guys. 
cannot go wrong with them. Oh, you definitely can, depending on what your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was a I was a Nurkic guy during the the Jokic Nurkic battle, but I also oh. go Bosnia. I go Bosnia over Serbia, in general. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm. I know. Bosnia. I know. Fun fact: a lot of a lot of people were were pro Nurkic over Jokic back then too. Even Nuggets fans, some of them, anyways. Yeah. They're okay. both good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just messing around. I'm, a, I'm just a Blazers <laughs> fan. I'm just a Blazers just fan a Blazers who fan. happens to be Bosnia over Serbia in my Balkan politics. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm the Mavericks now. Uh, I'm going to go and pick Desmond Bain from TCU at the 18th Okay. Pick. And this is kind of a wild card. Uh. There's some players falling that probably shouldn't be falling. But I am doing this pick because our editor, John Woods, is a Mavericks fan. And Jack Barsh, is this is his favorite player. So we're going for the double uh, approval here and going with Bane because he is a fucking tank. This dude is, is so – he is so ripped out of his mind. He's not super athletic. He's not a super great defender. But he might be the best shooter in the class, and he's going to be strong enough to hold his own. He's also like a fourth-year starter, so I'm not really sure what his upside is. But, like, put him on the Mavericks. He's going to be a good player. He's going to space the floor. Yeah, I agree. Desmond Bain's kind of one of those wild cards, too. I think he's going to be a really good player. Just depends on what system he's in as well. But I think the Mavs would be a good, good spot for him. Good spot. They need some shooting on that team outside of Luka. So you have, I mean, the Mavs do have shooters everywhere. Don't get me wrong. So you got <laughs> Luka, you got Chris Stapps, you got um, Seth Curry. You have Tim Hardaway, I think, who's got one more year left, I believe. Yes, on his $18 million per year contract. Absolutely insane. And then they should have Dwight Powell coming back at the, he's not a shooter, but coming back at the power forward next year. So I know he mm-hmm. got hurt in – it was early earlier this year, so like January, February or something like that. Where yeah, I can look up. Year. I'll look up right now. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look up they're they're a very good play. team. They are. And the more they play, the better they're going to get too. So that team's going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah, so Powell tore his Achilles. So, Achilles, that's what it was. Yeah, so when he's like – well, it doesn't matter when it was because he'll return. It really yeah. matters is how that affects him because he's a very vertical player. And if he can't right. be jumping as as he was, then he's kind of useless. Uh-huh. So I, right. I remember that happening, but it was I, I want to say it was probably like January, February, somewhere in that range. Yeah, because then they put my guy Maxi Kleba in more. <laughs> God, I love Maxi Kleba, one of my favorite players. He's good. He can stretch the floor. He can do it. He can do it all. If I if I play pickup basketball like anybody, it's probably a mix of Evan Turner and Maxi Kleba. <laughs> Evan Turner. <laughs> Man, that guy gets so much flack for that 2011 draft, too. Number two I, overall pick. I hate Evan Turner so much. <laughs> Such an ass oh. player. He was 
he ruined the Blazers for me. But I would That's I would hate watch. Though. I would hate watch. So every time he would be on the floor, I would be like, oh yeah, let's see how miserable Evan Turner is gonna make me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Rest easy, Evan Turner. Have fun in Atlanta. All right, you're the <laughs> Nets. So I know a couple of my picks are gone now that I had for the Nets. So the only it just it depends on what Brooklyn's trying to do right now because I know they're trying to trade. It sounds like they're trying to trade for Drew, James Harden. They might trade for Drew okay. Holiday also. Drew Holiday too. Or instead, so because I can't this, get both. This pick could be involved in said trade. So let's say if they don't trade for those guys, and I know you're absolutely gonna hate this pick. I can already tell. Do it. It's not my pick. Tyrell Terry, right here to the Nets. Ah, oh, damn 19. it. You stole him from under me. <laughs> I just think that's going to be a guy that they're going to have going forward. I mean, he, I'm not I'm not too high on Tyrell Terry. I know we've seen him play. I just don't really understand what the big – I don't see what the potential. We'll see, I guess. I have no clue. But they like this. He's a good free throw shooter. Good knockdown free throw shooter. He's a good three-point shooter. Yeah, he is. He's I'm nasty. Not too high on him. Off the he dribble. Is nasty. What? What? He's so, what do you not like? What do you not like? I, I just, I'm just not. I'm not sold. Not sold. I just don't okay. understand. That's fine. <laughs> I, I see a 19, 18 year old point guard who is still growing, and already has an elite skill. Even if he's not really developed anywhere else, he has an elite skill that's the most valuable in the NBA. And if he can get, like, strong enough to survive on defense, he's going to play in the NBA for 15 years. It's just, I don't know if he's going to be a starter caliber player. I don't know if that matters. I don't know if he can be, like, the lead ball handler on a good team. And I probably don't think he can be. But mm-hmm. give me that chance. I'd rather have him than Cole Anthony. <laughs> but Cole Andy, Anthony's handles, though. Come on. Dude, that dude's already two years older than Tyrell Terry. <laughs> anyway, it's my pick. I'm the Heat. I'm picking Cole Anthony. Cole <laughs> Anthony here, huh? I don't want him on God. my team. I don't think he's going to be good. I, I made a big board. I think he, I'm checking, he comes in at number 38. I just don't think that he's going to be valuable at all. He's a score-first point guard who isn't efficient at scoring. He's a bad teammate. He's very selfish. And I know that he would thrive in, like, a pick-and-roll type offense off the bench. But that's that's really the only real situation I can see him is becoming, like, a less good Austin Rivers. Right. But, yeah. I mean, like, the, the Heat do need a backup point guard. It's worth investing in someone as talented as Anthony. Maybe oh, yeah. the Heat could get the best out of him because they tend to get the best out of anybody. The Heat, man, they are so good at scouting. So good. Yeah. Oh, another name to watch with this pick would be, like, Jaden McDaniels. The... Washington player, we we I'm forgot to talk about him. Up. Yeah, we forgot yeah. to talk about him earlier because Sam Vecini projected the Spurs to get him at number eleven, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But yeah, Jaden Jaden McDaniel's is 
super talented. He's six foot nine with a really long wingspan. He's super fluid, like he moves like a guard. But the thing is that he's not good at basketball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? What just were your... straight up like that? He's not good at basketball. I just I don't think so. He shot forty four percent on two point field goals at yeah. Washington. Like, how are you six yeah. nine that athletic? And play that badly, and he has attitude issues. Well, I remember watching him against the Buffs. I think he was at Colorado. Was it at Colorado? God, I, I think he was suspended. So bad. I thought he was suspended for that game. Which game did he play us in? Because I know him play? and Isaiah were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Didn't we play him in the tournament, the Pac-12 tournament? Uh, we did oh, not no. play them in the Pac-12 tournament. We played Washington State. Washington State. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't want to talk okay. about that. Okay. So he played nine <laughs> minutes against he played nine minutes against CU at CU and then didn't play the home game. Yeah. So he, I, I remember because he was terrible. They they benched him. Yeah, one of six from the field. Yeah, he was absolutely terrible. Yeah, he's a, he's not a good basketball player. I don't see <laughs> how he could possibly go ahead of Isaiah Stewart. That's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, All right. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart was a beast against CU too. That dude's a. That man was literally scoring all their points. That's that's what he does, and that's what he's gonna do in the NBA. He's six. He's six ten with like a seven three wingspan, and he's two hundred fifty pounds, and just bullies people. He's gonna do that in the NBA. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, you're the Sixers. Twenty first pick. So. I'm trying to find my backup picks here because I already said Tyrell Terry. Yeah. We already said Cole Anthony. So I, I think yeah. the Sixers kind of need they, – they have Ben Simmons, sure. I think they okay. need another guard that can kind of facilitate. I think the most important thing that the Sixers need is scoring – or shooting, I should say. Yeah, shooting really, and playmaking. Not a really good shooting team. Absolutely no. terrible. Like if no, you look they're at trying to get team, rid of. Yeah, they're trying to get trying rid to get of it? their their the, Josh Richardson, who can't shoot. They're trying to get yeah. rid of Al Horford, who's a horrible fit on the team. And they 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 were starting Shake Milton in the playoffs because he's like he shoots, and that's what they need. They just need someone who can just let it rip. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look up and down my board here. I don't. I don't really want to say this name right now because I know he's going to be in the back part. I've seen <laughs> oof. Josh Green. Oh no, I don't think that's a good fit. No, not at all. God, who do who do the Sixers need? They need they need shooting. Malachi Flynn. Oh my! I know that was one. Of, that was going to be one of my guys that I was going to pick there too. That's my fallback. Well, like the, no, the pure said. point guards, the pure point guards left here, like Trey Jones yep. and Devin Dotson, aren't really shooters. Yeah. And so you kind of have to look at the combo guards. They would probably trade down if Tyrell Terry. I think they here. would at this point if the, if if this is what we've had right now, all of yeah. those guys that we've said. I think absolutely they would trade down. They could get Malachi Flynn in like the second round. They could get, mm-hmm. um, fuck, who was I going to say? Like Tyshawn Alexander, like later on. Yeah, yeah. Malachi Flynn's kind of that playmaker. He's a pick and roll guy too. So if I had to 
say that they're drafting right here, I'd definitely take Malachi Flynn for the Sixers. Okay. You, I mean, I think jo- Josh Green could, could work too. Like, you just have to mm-hmm. get rid of Josh Richardson because they're redundant. Yep. But, Agreed. Yeah, so, okay. So, I like Malachi Flynn. How, how are you feeling? I like that pick. I just I, he's, he's a playmaker. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just, like, a solid player. Like, he's just – he won Defensive Player of the Year for the Mountain West Conference. Even if he doesn't have an NBA athleticism, he's smart, works really hard. He's just, like, you can be good at defense besides those attributes. He moves the ball on offense. He's a good scorer. He's efficient. Like, I don't, I don't see why he's so low on a lot of people's boards. I know. There's somewhere I've seen as low as, like, 36 to the 40 range, too. Yeah. I mean, like, if you can get him in the second round, that's going to be a player. Oh, yeah. Like, There's going to be some we, steals in that second round. Yeah, didn't we learn our lessons with, like, Malcolm Brogdon? That if there's, Brogdon. like, a veteran – if there's a veteran guard who's just good at everything, even if they don't Spencer have – yeah, like even if they don't have crazy athleticism, <laughs> like yeah. big like big guards just who are good just they 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 convert. Like yeah. there are only so many NBA quality guards. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so you picked Malachi Flynn. Yep. Also, Washington State, you really messed up by not having him with uh, CJ Ellaby. Oh yeah. <laughs> I also, okay, I want to feel vindicated in this because with both Malachi Flynn and C.J. Ellaby, I saw them for the first time ever uh, when CU was playing Washington State. I didn't know who they were in warm-ups, but I just looked at both of them and thought independently, oh, that guy's going to be in the NBA. So I'm just, I'm just happy that I worked out. Yeah. All right. Don't bring up uh, C.J. Ellaby. That's too soon for me yet. Oh, well. That man absolutely went off against us. Yeah, well, he's going to be picked in maybe the second round. We'll see. Yeah. All right, so I'm the Nuggets. I'm going to throw another wild card at you and mm. pick Zeke Naji. Yep. The, the, the forward from Arizona. You're a Nuggets like fan. How pick. would you feel about this? I think that's kind of the move. I think they're kind of looking for that, that four. I think they're looking for a four or a five, a backup. So like, they're probably looking for a starting four. Actually, no, Jeremy Grant's going to be starting at the four slash three. If they we'll resign him. No, they will, 100%. Okay. Well, I'm confident. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, I think I, they will too. But... Paul, Millsap, Paul Millsap's definitely young unless he takes, like, a discount deal. But he, didn't, he just didn't seem to fit that team in the playoffs, and it kind of showed. I think they're trying to look a little younger here. I know I they have the, Bobo on the wings. The ideal version of uh, – Paul Millsap did fit that team. It was just that he was washed up. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. You could even last year's playoffs towards the end, you could tell. Um, yeah. But he did. He, it was nice because he kind of developed into kind of a consistent three point shooter, I would say. Mm-hmm. But that you're going to have to at that point. You're, you're losing pretty much most of your athleticism. Not as good defensively as he once was. Obviously, yeah, he was getting five years old. He was getting blown but, by pretty bad. Oh God! It, it, they they need to look younger a little bit here, but I I like your pick. That's that's who I had there too. So for me, this pick solves my two issues with the Nuggets of less Mason Plumlee, more Kenneth Farid. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't want 
I, Mason Plumlee, if I had to pick one player in the NBA who I would just like delete, like just get rid of, never have to see again, it would be Mason Plumlee. <laughs> I also say yeah, that it, as a Blazers fan, and I had to watch him as a yeah, starter. You, for you like experienced three years. it too. Yeah, yeah. We pretty much swapped yeah. Nurkic for um, Plumlee. And you gave the Blazers a first round pick. Yeah. Will oh, Bart Will Bart. Yeah, he was a throw-in if it turned out to be pretty good. Which turned out to be pretty good, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No one knew. I'm also – I'm a Nuggets fan, too. I'm just a Blazers fan first. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I have Zeke Nagy. I really like how he plays. I don't know how effective he's going to be in the NBA. Like, I don't know any of these players really for sure. He jumps – like, his second jump is so quick. And he is so tenacious. <laughs> and even if he can't really play defense, just that hustle and that jumping ability, I think that's going to help him a lot. And mm-hmm. again, like, he's, in it. He, he's, a, he's an energy, uh, like a spark plug on energy the, player off the bench. Yeah. Yep. He's one of those guys that went off against Colorado, too, it seemed like. So, I mean, he was fun to watch. Very yeah. Fun okay. To watch. Who was who your jazz pick? I know you're trying so to sabotage pick- them. I was trying <laughs> – I tried throwing this guy up there already, but I think Josh Green would be a good pick for those guys. I think they need another another backup scorer because you have – at the one right now, you have Conley. And you have at the two, Mitchell. Backup one. God, who is their backup one? It's Moutier. And then like I guess the I would say Clarkson's guard? their backup. Yeah, their backup one's probably Clarkson, not. Yeah, I think I think they're, they're good on point guards, but Josh Green's more of a wing. Like he would fit with Joe Ingles wing, and guard Royce O'Neal. Yeah, I think yeah. he'd probably take Royce O'Neal's spot, honestly. Oh, I how... I don't think that Royce O'Neal's a good player. <sighs> he did go off in the playoffs, though. That's that's that kind of surprised me. He was hitting threes after three. Maybe yeah. it's the uh, bubble. Who knows. I also think like like Royce O'Neal can play a bit of the four like the four, so you don't really need mm-hmm. to take him out if you draft Josh Green. And I also don't think Josh Green would play over him. I think he's more of a developmental pick. But I I really like Josh Green on the Jazz. I think that they develop wings probably better than anybody in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's I think that's a good fit. There's a lot of talent there. Even if he's not a primary scorer, as like a three and D type of player, he'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also come a little full circle on Josh Green because I didn't like him originally. And I think that's because I hate Arizona basketball so much that I tend to <laughs> not like their players unless they right. fit a certain archetype. Like, I loved Aaron Gordon. I loved Zeke Naji. Yep. Aaron Gordon. Flash from the past. <laughs> he he dunked on CU so hard. Oh. It was so good. More than once. alley that alley-oop off the inbound was so good. Yeah. I'll never forget that, honestly. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm the Milwaukee Bucks. I need a backup center. I also need somebody who can probably step in for Brooke Lopez when he sputters out. So, I'm going to go with Anthony, I, Isaiah Stewart, the center from Washington. Oh, my a... God. You are killing me tonight. <laughs> you are killing me, man. I am so sorry, but you, you've been taking my players, too. You also Fair have the enough. next three picks. You have, you have the next three picks, so watch out. Okay. Oh, my God. I love Isaiah Stewart because he's so strong, so sturdy, and he's going to get a lot of points on the interior. 
He can also yep. shoot. Like, he's also a very good shooter. We just didn't see it. But, like, if you see his, like, workout stuff, he has, like, a clean shot, and he just didn't flash it at Washington. So I think if you want to develop him like a Brook Lopez type, someone who can bully smaller players, someone who can step out in the three-point line, I think he's a very good player to start with. And I also mm-hmm. just think he's going to be good just from the second he gets into the NBA. Yeah. All right, you're Let's the Thunder. See. So this is this is where my board just got absolutely railed because you picked two of the guys that I had going here. <laughs> so well, you have the Thunder, Celtics, and Knicks picks because I traded you. Mm-hmm. And the Thunder and Knicks, the 25 and 27, are the ones that the picks are already pretty much taken. Because you, you had Bane going up at 18 to the Mavs. Yeah, that was a little bit of a reach, but it's okay. Yeah, I had him going here too. So that's the Thunder are an interesting case. So you have you pretty much just traded Chris Paul. They already have their successor and Shea Gilgis yes. on the point. One of my absolute so, favorite players. God, he's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Nobody dislikes him. I don't think no. Yeah, he's so good. Well, okay. my buddy does because he's a Colin Sexton fan. What? Um, he thinks Colin Sexton is better than Shea Gilgis. Well, your friend doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> try try telling him that. I don't think he'll uh Tell him. Please tell that. him on my behalf. Tell him that. Oh, I will. Okay. Not 100%. that he doesn't know what he's talking about, but that he's looking at rose-colored glasses at a very flawed player. <laughs> he's so good. Shea Gilgis. Great oh pickup. I mean, the Clippers drafted him. Yeah. So... He was traded over in that. Uh, God, what was it? The Chris Paul, or not the Chris Paul? Paul George. Paul George trade. trade. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is an great. answer. There, there's a good player for you to pick in the Thunder who's staring at you right in the face. For the Thunder, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So they need. So they got Lou Dort at shooting guard. Sure. Great defensive player. Great Fantastic defensive, defensive player. player. <laughs> Only After went that, undrafted. I don't know. Yeah, he only went undrafted because he wanted to. Yep, he declared early. That was the problem. Well, no, he, he wanted to go undrafted so he could pick his place rather than oh, really? get assigned to like the G League and not know where he was gonna end up. Yeah. He did, did he wouldn't sign that. to a to a like there was a couple players who did that, like Terrence Davis with the Raptors. He wanted to be undrafted. That makes a whole lot more sense, huh? Yeah, because Lou Dort was uh, like a top 35 prospect, I think. I was so high on him, too. Yeah, the same. Well, we just see these players just drop stick on CU. And oh, I know. And we get like, okay, maybe, maybe that's the future here. <laughs> it's the case every year, though. I mean, it's, it's, you, we saw it with Isaiah Stewart this year. Like, all right, this guy's going to be a beast. We saw it with Marshall Bolts, too. Bolts, too. My goodness, he was masterful against us. Okay, so your so, Thunder pick. I think uh, every 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 player that I had, even my backup picks on this one, are taken. Oof. Okay, well, I think the Thunder, rather than looking at team need, I think the Thunder tend to pick high upside players, and they tend to be, like, good athletes who they think they can teach how to do other things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. 
Because Steven Adams, Steven Adams, he's got yeah. one more year, I think. Pretty sure he has one more year. Or two. I, I don't know what the contract is, to be honest. I'm going to take a look at his contract real quick because I know that was the biggest thing. I know he signed a four-year contract, but that was probably – oh, so the end of his deal is he's an unrestricted free agent next year. So oh, 2021. Okay. So he's on his last year. And I don't think they're going to be paying him that much money. He's making 27 mil this year. Which was that, – that was a, that was part for Russell Westbrook to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. Nice screen setter. Good read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom loves him. Defensive guy. Oh, I'm sure. Because <laughs> he's so handsome. I know. <laughs> Man. So if if you in their spot, you're you're thinking an athletic guy, someone that has upside. Yeah, maybe someone to even replace Andre Robertson. Mm, I don't even want to go with that guy right here. Okay. I'm gonna pick him you know with what? my thunder pick if you don't. We're we're gonna go with it then. I okay. guess we're gonna go with it. I was gonna save him for later, but Tyler well, I Bay. was gonna, I was gonna pick him with my thunder pick if you didn't pick him here. Tyler Bay it is. All right, that actually makes sense though, and I absolutely hate seeing the comp like the comparisons of um, Tyler Bay to Roberson. I just think it's unfair. I think Bay will be a way better player than Roberson was. I think way that they're just going to be different players. Yeah. Yeah. I it, it all, okay. It, so, so tell. Do you think? How high are you on Tyler Bay as an NBA prospect? The the one thing, and I think the what frustrated me the most watching him at Colorado was ball handling. Like he was never sure with the ball. Dribbling was a big thing. He wasn't really a big dribbler guy. Yeah. Oh, he, shit. We've he, forgotten to take Aaron Neesmith this whole time. No, I took him. When? At 10. You took him at 10? Or wait. You took. Oh, you're right. You're right. We haven't taken him. I had the 10th pick. I picked Isaac Okoro. That's right. Because I think that's where in the mindset where we were at, where it's like, okay. Nah, that makes sense. That, that was my fault. Oh, no, no, no. You're good. Um, sorry to distract listeners from their much-anticipated Tyler Bay analysis, but are we trying to move Aaron Nesmith anywhere? <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put him here. We're gonna we're have, have to put to. him here. Okay. Oh God. So. So tough Nesmith's day for Aaron Nesmith. Yeah, he just magically fell to twenty-five. <laughs> there were some rumors going around about him. I guess. But yeah, there, there's some. To have him. There's some concerns about his uh, his leg. He also <laughs> uh, he also was like he played only a handful of games at Vanderbilt. Shot over fifty percent from three during those games, but then missed the rest of the year with an injury. So there's actually like actual concerns about whether or not he's actually that good of a shooter, which is yeah. crazy. Unreal. Do you, do you like <laughs> him as a prospect? Because you wanted him over Okoro earlier. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like in the need, like, I had him at the Suns. So, yeah. obviously, they just got Chris Paul. You have Devin Booker right there, too. He's not he's not a bad defensive player, either, Naismith. 
No, he's fine. Good, good three-point shooter. So that's why I felt like maybe that would be a good fit with the Suns because they got already Booker, Paul. They just got rid of Ubre, so that would that's why I had him filling that need. Mm-hmm. So I, that's that's why I had him at ten too. I know he's going to be in that ten to fifteen range, but that's where we messed up, or I messed up, I should say. I also want to say that if I knew he was available, I would have picked him with the Sixers pick over. Oh, or yeah. We would have like over Malachi Flynn. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Do do we just want to move on past Neesmith because we fucked up? Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. You're the Celtics. So the Celtics. This is one of those interesting ones, just because the Celtics always go with. I guess I wouldn't say oddball players, but they try to get those those steals late in the draft too. I kind mm-hmm. of fell along with most of these mocks where they were going. I have them going with Leandro Balmaro here. Oh, I was going to pick him with my Celtics pick. Oh, perfect. That's, that's right. what I like to hear. What, what do you like <laughs> with Balmaro? That's the one thing. So I, I was trying to read up on him a little bit too, and I just lost my notes for him. It's one of those guys I've never really seen before, so – do you, yeah. do you have any notes on him? Well, so so he's like a six foot seven, like wing. <laughs> he's kind of a uh, creator. Sorry, I got. No. Sorry, just had to unmute my or mute myself there. Um, got the COVID. <laughs> okay, I, but um, yeah. So he's a a big wing. He's a good passer, a good playmaker. He's really crafty. Like a lot of people are like, it's not the lazy, lazy Argentinian type of comparison with Manu Ginobili but like he's really crafty he does like some stuff that's just a little awkward that makes him hard to guard and Mm. like there's concerns about his jumper you don't know if he's actually good at shooting you don't know if he's gonna be a good defender but he he's just a good basketball player yeah I don't know where the hell my notes went but I will agree with you on that one I had some stuff written down too I was just kind of picking and choosing from some of the mock drafts on him Mm-hmm. Shoot. Completely well, lost it. That's not good. You, you, you have the Knicks pick, and there's another French guard available if you want him. So you're talking about Theo here, huh? <laughs> Teo. <laughs> it's Teo because he's French. Teo. Yeah. Yeah. Teo Maladon. Let me pull this back. Up. Is available. That's, that's, who, that's who I had as the backup here because – Oh, Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart was the one I had at 27. Oh, thank God and he I, didn't go there. I, I, that's just a Knicks pick. That is another Knicks pick. N- Isaiah Stewart, good... he deserves so much better than the Knicks. He deserves to go oh. to a smart team. I agree. I just – I know there was some – because I was reading um, the one that you mentioned to me earlier, that he had ties with New York and all that stuff and, like, Patrick Ewing's number and all that stuff. So oh, that I is felt sick. like the Knicks would – the Knicks would be enamored to take God, there. Doesn't that make you love Isaiah Stewart more that he's wearing the number for Patrick Ewing because that's who he wants to be? He wants to be a 90s throwback big. <laughs> exactly. He, he's such a beast, though. Like, absolutely love that guy. He's so good. Too bad he played against us. But Are you, uh, are you taking Maladon? Yeah, I have him here, too. Let me oh, okay. I, gotta I was completely joking. That's so funny. No, I actually had him as my backup to Stewart here. <laughs> I I don't know much about Teo. 
I don't either. I, it's, it's just like I had with that eight where we had with, um, let me pull it back up here. Cause I had to screenshot this cause my computer crashed. <coughs> it's not funny. Killian Hayes. So <laughs> taking two friends guys. <laughs> uh, okay. it's, it's just Knicks. It, you could, it could be worse. You could be the wolves back in what? 2011. Was it 11 where they drafted three point cards? They got Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn in the 2009 and, and Steph Curry and went Lawson. right after. Yeah, Steph Curry went right after. <laughs> well, Ty Lawson, they right traded, after. but yeah. Yep, they drafted him. Are they, I, who knows? We don't want to talk about it. Some of my buddies are Wolves fans. It's hilarious. You don't want to talk about Ty Lawson either? <laughs> He's been getting into some trouble in the China League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got banned. He got banned he got from Chinese banned. basketball. <laughs> God. Bad guy. What is he doing? Right. I, I have no idea, personally. Okay. <laughs> so, I am the Thunder. We teased it earlier. We're going to pick Tyler Bay. He makes a lot of sense on a, as a Thunder player. Super long, insanely athletic. He just set the combine record for highest vertical jump for, a, like, a forward. So, he's, like, we saw him for years that he is just, He's dunking, he's rebounding, he's a really good defender. He can shoot a little bit. Like, his free throws were always accurate. He shot good three-pointers, mm-hmm. even though he has a really funky release. His, like, turnaround jumper was always really good. So there's a lot of upside with, like, his defense first and his ability to shoot. It's just, like, there's a lot of question marks about, like, his consistency mostly. How do you feel about yep. this? Yeah, Tyler Bay, it's kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. The one thing, like, his defense is outstanding. This guy can jump out of the gym. Great IQ. It's just it comes down to, like, dribbling, keeping the ball. I know he's never been really sure. Like, it just seems like he always gets stripped when he's trying to do, like, back down moves or stuff like that. But if he can develop, like, a decent jump shot, I think he's going to be in the league for a while. Yeah, I think, like, if if you really do think he can develop a jumper, which I'm not really sure he can, but I, like, I'm privy to optimism. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have to put the ball on the floor. He doesn't have to do post doesn't. moves. He Absolutely. would just – he would become Luke Bamute, just standing in the corner and playing defense. <laughs> Luke Richard. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, my, my larger concern with that is, like, like basketball is a mental sport, and he disappears a lot. He's really inconsistent. And I think his defense is a little overrated because, like, mm-hmm. when CU was skidding, when they were losing all those games in a row, their team defense was awful. And he oh, was God. not helping at all. Yeah. And so I'm just concerned that, like, when things get tough, I – I really like Tyler Bay, and I really – I don't know how to feel about him as an NBA prospect. And I know. Part of, It'll be – Yeah, yeah part, of, part of my rationale, I think, is that if I underrate how good Tyler Bay was, it'll make me feel more comfortable heading into this basketball season with the buffs. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> – I don't know what's real, what's going on in my own head. God, if he came back this year. <laughs> oh, top Bay 10 would team. be insane. Oh, 100%. That team would yeah. be unreal. But still, it, it's not happening. We wouldn't have gotten Jeremiah Horn. 
I don't even know how good Dryhorn is, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so you had him going to the Raptors, but no longer. Uh, no longer. Unfortunately, unfortunate that uh, Naismith fell so low. Um, <laughs> did we did we say Jalen Smith already? We have not. Okay, so at 29, I have Jalen Smith going to the Raptors. That is the perfect fit for Jalen Smith, and that's what I want the Raptors to do. Yeah, 3 and D. 3 and D center. Yeah. Yep. Sign me up. And Marcus Saul's kind of getting towards the end. Of, I don't know if he – this is the problem. NBA's been so long ago yes. that I don't even know if, like, Marcus Saul's still on the team or not. So Marcus Saul, he he's a free agent. Free he's agent. also considering – there were reports earlier this year that were a little bit refuted, a little bit, I don't know what's happening. And he might go to Barcelona to play for FC Barcelona. Like he might just retire mm. from the NBA. Um, wow. That Barcelona team would be stacked because they have Nikola Mirotic, the best player in Europe, yep. and Corey Higgins, our own CU. Shout Corey out to Higgins. you. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think more importantly with Jalen Smith, is that Serge Ibaka is a free agent and is most likely leaving. And Jalen Smith's yeah. most common comparison is Serge Ibaka, or like older version of Serge Ibaka, not young Serge Ibaka, because young Ibaka was insane. Um, yeah. yeah, like that, that, that combination of three-point shooting and rim protection is really rare. And Jalen Smith can't really do anything besides those two skills, but those are very important two skills. Yeah. I just think that's a good fit. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, Marcus Hall and Serge are free agents. So I'm, I'm sure Serge is going to be asking for a lot too. Uh, yeah. I think he is more likely to go for like a smaller contract, like the mid-level exception and just go to a contending team like the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So that's something to really watch. I mean, that makes for. sense. Yeah. Good Lord. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Go sports. Go get, go get another ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have the Celtics' final pick. I was going to take Leandro Bomaro, um, mm. but you picked him with the Celtics' last pick. And since I picked Precious Achua earlier, we kind of do need to go get a point guard here. Do you have any point guards you prefer? For them at 30? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Malachi have, Flynn's like, still available, not? No, he, I took him. Or you took him with the Sixers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the, the Trey Jones, Devin Dotson. Dotson or Jones, those would be the two that I would kind of lean towards. Um, Jameis Ramsey. I'm sure he's going to fall a little later in the second round. Oh, I don't think John Mias Ramsey is good here he can't do anything besides like shoot shoot yeah 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 uh yeah like Dotson or Jones yeah I think if, I'm not sure which would be a better fit like do you want someone who can like play good defense and spot up or do you want someone who can get downhill and attack yeah I don't I don't know the, the answer Celtics <sighs> it's so tough because they're, they're such a different team to yeah, Kemba. I think I'm going. Point guard. I think I'm going Trey Jones because he's Trey just. Jones. Yeah, that I seems think, like the fit. 
he's just a little bit better suited for the modern NBA as a complimentary mm-hmm. player than Devin Dotson is. Yeah. I Although, agree. moving into our second round honorable mentions, Devin Dotson's at the top of my list. <laughs> yep. He's at the top. Um, let's see. I'm really – I don't know why, for whatever reason, I'm really high on Azubuki. I don't know why. Oh, that's a fun pick. Because if yeah. you, like – if you went to, like, the 2002 NBA draft, Udoka Azubike is going to be a top 10 pick. He's just an <laughs> – yeah, Absolutely. He's an, yeah. He's an insanely good interior defender. Uh, like, rebounds the hell out of it. Dunks mm-hmm. – like, he, he shot, like, 70-something percent from the field. He just – yeah. He's just a dinosaur in today's NBA. The Buffs played them early in the season last year, too. So He's a monster. He's an absolute beast. Yeah. Like, even if he's, like, yeah, he, he suits 2002 better than now. But <laughs> here it's kind of hard. He, he probably tops out as, like, a 15 minutes a game defensive backup. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having him as a backup center. No, not at all. Especially just to go and intimidate some people. <laughs> um, I'm also, I, I have Xavier Tillman, the forward okay. from Michigan State. Yep. Uh, so he's a sophomore. He's a big boy. Like He's kind of an yep. old-school power forward who has some shooting potential, but is more of like a screen setter, go get some buckets, pass it a little bit from the elbows type of player. And as an Amir Johnson fan, I think that he would fit in today's NBA. Just like you can never have too many players who are smart and do the little things well. Mm -hmm. And even if he can't really, if he can shoot like 34% from three, that's fine. Like, give me that. I'm fine with that. Like that comes with the pros. All right, your 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 turn for uh, some honorable honorable mentions. I have two more. I'd say C.J. Ellaby. Oh, damn. Okay. Cassius Winston. Those would probably be the two. Oh, Winston's a really <laughs> good shooter. Like just off the dribble mm-hmm. shooter. Be a nice backup for somebody. Yeah, offense first type of backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Skylar Mays. He's an LSU guard. He's a four-year starter. He's like 6'5", and just like a really smart player. Plays good defense. Can't shoot super well, but that doesn't necessarily matter all the time. He's yeah. just big. He's a, he was a senior last year, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Insanely smart person. Like, insanely smart. He, he is like on his way to a PhD, or on to his way to like a medical doctor. Oh, wow. Um, I'm also going to do a special shout-out to Justinian Jessup from Boise State. <laughs> Do you know I why? Like why is that? Well, he's, he's from my, my town of Longmont, the big Longmont, Colorado. Oh, uh, wow. He played at my rival school, played against my brother. And uh, he said, uh, I don't want to say it, but it's a little crude, but he said the reason why, so he grew up in Alaska and uh, he says that he got so good at basketball because the only thing to do in Alaska is play basketball and do something else. And I'm not going to say what that is. But he's really good. 
Aurelia Shooter, Longmont had lost the championship game while he was a senior in high school. So suck it, Longmont. Boss! Boss!